0: Hello and welcome to Rocket Accelerated Geek Conversation. This episode is brought to you by Booze Allen. I'm Samantha Rochefort, I'm a senior video producer at Polygon.com, and I'm here today with Brianna Wu, Democratic candidate for Congress, and Christina Warren, senior cloud advocate at Microsoft.
1: We'll get the show going because there's the so going. much news this week.
0: To yeah, the cover. news is just dripping out of the the walls. It's it's a uh, d- it's there's a deluge. A lot of
2: it. Yes. We have
0: so much. We're and, simply drowning. And yeah.
2: Like, there's no way that we're going to be able to, to kind of get, get through it all because there's just so much tech news this week that <laughs> mm-hmm. is of interest to you and to us. New that's, products? That's the truth. To right and left? No. Oh, my new, God. No
1: new products this week, Simone. I'm sorry to say. That can't be. Brianna. Um, it's true. But there's, there's got to be some fun news about, like, like like other stuff that's going on,
0: right? Okay. Okay, um, yeah, I'm sure there is. There's got to be news <laughs> out there. Let, let, let's check all our, our regular news websites. There's got to be a story, right? That oh we can cover God, on the show? Oh there's nothing!
1: Oh no! <laughs> January 15th through 16th, when you're listening to this,
0: 2020 there is it's a slow news week it's a slow news week so what we're gonna do we have stories for you we're still we gonna do. talk about stories of course. Um, but they're gonna be a little more tech adjacent than usual <laughs> uh with one what i suspect is a um exception to that because breeze story quote unquote ces update seems like it could be pretty tech related but we're gonna get to that later uh, we're going to start off by doing a little update on the away drama um, oh, yeah. and then talk about tax evasion. <laughs> That's who we are now. And then we'll get to brief CES update. And this then, is now a tax podcast. <laughs> That's what it we're is, talking yes, about. We're pivoting we, we, to we, taxes. <laughs> yeah, we, we regret to inform you that we are now a tax podcast. There's nothing (laughs) listeners like more than for me to start off at the top of the show saying, we're going to talk about taxes today. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to do it so well. Um, And then we'll have a a very fun, what should be a fun Christina segment, which I won't spoil for you yet. But first, so our listeners will remember, we briefly touched on the Away drama, which was a Verge story about uh, Away CEO, uh, Away being the suitcase company, Steph Corey being just messy and embarrassing and slack she had stepped Mm -hmm. back and now as of monday she is going back to away and in an obfuscated but timely coincidence perhaps uh away's head of people and culture aka hr aaron grau is leaving away um she also oversaw internal communications and recruiting for away um which seems semi-related to uh, the, the situation. I'm sure the recruiting efforts at that company uh, were not fun after this whole scandal hit. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 I gotta say, so th- this is like, I um, I kind of feel like this was almost, I don't want to say that this was a smart strategy, but I don't want to say that this was an unsmart strategy. <laughs> it, because it seems like, it just, just as somebody who's completely not associated with anything uh, with the company, other than the fact that I've spent a lot of money of my own dollars with this company, is um, that there was the there was the messy article, there was the messiness, and then the 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 knee jerk response was like, okay, well, we're just gonna I, I'm gonna step down, and I'm I'm just not gonna be involved. But the plan was always okay, but I'll, I'll be involved. We're just going to pretend that like, <laughs> I'll be a I'm, chair the, person, but I'm not, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, no, I'm going to be executive chairwoman. but, but you know, like I'm, I'm not going to be involved. And, no. and then, you know, I mean, that, that's what we'll say, but like, you know, we'll be like, Oh, I, I'm, I'm stepping. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's stepping down.
1: You know, uh, it's she, like, it's like uh, when Jay Leno left the tonight show. Oh my God. Like, oh,
2: I'm over here. If you need me. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! That is the, this is exactly what this is. Everybody's like, we need some new blood in, and so we get some new blood. But then, like, we kind of realize you never really had the intention. Like, like Jay Leno didn't really want to retire, and NBC right. really didn't want to let him to. What didn't really want him to. So it was just kind of like everybody else wanted it to happen. And then in that case, it didn't work out. They actually had like, a, you know, a, a reason where they could like point to the ratings where they're like, okay, see, <laughs> but this isn't working. And, you know, in that case, like, then Jay Leno was like, well, I'm, I'm just going to come back just to fill in and it won't be the Tonight Show where it's not like, you know, yeah. Conan's going anywhere. And then it was like a week later, like, yeah, so Conan's leaving and <sighs> it's just going to be Jay back again. In in this case, it's it's slightly uh, you know, better for the dude who left Lulu Lemon because he's still going to be co CEO. So he's not going to TBS like Conan. You know, it's he, nice he's, to
0: see a man succeed like that. It really is. It, it is, really is hard is. to watch him share power, though. It,
2: it, it is. So so, but but he does not have to go to the bowels of, of TBS. He still gets to be, you know, in 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 the the, the late night uh, hosting spot. Uh, he's just not going to be on camera. Yeah. and 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 so no brie that's the perfect analogy but i feel like she never wanted to leave no, the board never wanted, the
1: board never wanted her to leave. I not anyone would notice. It's I like, agree. oh, I'm just
2: going to let the story blow over. And oh She's my gosh, I'm back still in here. CEO. Oh. Wait, 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 what? You th- wait, wait, you guys thought we were serious? No, no, no. We just said that because we were, you know, like freaking out and didn't have any good, uh, you know, crisis management uh, people helping us. And we thought that this was the right move. And clearly they still don't have crisis management people with them because... <laughs> not anymore. Well, I mean, clearly they never did because crisis management is usually an outside firm that will, like, help you when, mm. like, stuff hits the fan. And now they clearly don't because HR person's like, yeah, I'm I'm out of here, whether it's a coincidence or not. Also, side note, HR clearly, like, there were some issues with HR on that company. That's for, what I want
0: to say is, like, the HR, the head of HR is not uncomplicit with uh, no. the situation that was happening at this company, Right. Without a doubt, was not absolutely
2: not, and in fact, it like anybody who's like, oh, this poor woman, you know, she's quitting because the CEO staying is like, eh, no, everyone's messy in this situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I
1: kind of hate everybody.
2: <laughs> I, I agree with you. I kind of hate everybody, um, including like the people who were like complaining that they got fired because they created a private Slack to talk, uh, you know, crap about people at work when it was like a known policy that that you can't have private Slacks at this workplace. Like, I, I kind of think everybody in this entire situation is horrible. The only people I feel bad for are like the customer service reps who like weren't allowed to take their vacation because yeah. they didn't Aww. answer the phone when the micromanaging CEO was calling like if you don't answer the phone by this time, then no one can take vacation. I'm like, whoa okay, <laughs> yeah yes, you're crazy those people I'm like I feel bad for, but the I, rest I, of it
1: okay, I probably shouldn't say this because I'm waiting for office, but like when she was stepping in trying to make sure uh like the luggage monogramming was gonna yes. be good, that struck me as someone trying to Exercise quality control uh, over agreed. her brand when you're like doing, and I'm doing spot checks, and we will be calling every time. It it just came off as, um, I will use a neutral term of a little overbearing. In my uh, yeah.
2: well, it reminded <laughs> yeah. me of the Nancy Myers movie, um, uh, The Intern, which yes. is a delightful film uh, yes. with Anne Hathaway and Robert De Niro, and and Anne Hathaway is like this young CEO of an away like company. And also has like a really hard time delegating and kind of getting things on track and growing things. Honestly. And in and, and it you know, and so um yeah, it kind of reminded me of that. Except I was also like, yeah, if if you sent a customer uh suitcases that you used in a photo shoot, I'm actually completely okay with you being yelled at in front of everyone for that. Like
0: I, I don't like I, I just am. Like
1: Yeah, how do you feel, Simone? Like give I, us I, yeah. I, I
0: agree with you on that specific example. Like if I I mean, maybe not in front of everyone because there's a chance that that whole that mistake would not have necessarily been known to the whole company, and then now it is, and it's like ah, uh, you're you're shamed in front of I don't know how many hundreds of people, but I, I would certainly expect if I sent somebody a suitcase that was covered in sand, and my job was to ship new clean suitcases to customers, yeah, I'd expect to get reamed, right? Yeah. I mean, and I, 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 I look to be clear.
2: I think that the entire company. Oh, excuse me. I think the entire company culture seems really toxic and really not great. But the, the, that that that's uh, that's a little bit different than being like, oh, but this this behavior shouldn't have been disciplined. I guess. Yeah. I, I would yeah. That yeah. That that would that's, conclu- that's. I a wouldn't fair draw way that
0: well, Let's move on to our first big topic. Of the day, it's a tax evasion. <laughs> uh, so there was this report published last week by TaxWatch UK about Netflix's tax situation in the UK. And I want to start off by saying this is in no way a situation that's unique to Netflix. Nor is it like look at Netflix being so special evil about evading taxes. A lot of companies especially tech companies do this. And I think that's kind of why I want to have this conversation because it's just some behavior I want to wag my finger at. Totally. And I I would just even um, uh, positive say it's not even
2: just tech companies. Like this is just this is like a very common corporate practice period. Yeah, that's fair. So I I, I don't even want to to limit it. I I know we're a tech podcast, but I don't even want to limit it to just that. Mm -hmm. So anyway, go on.
0: So Netflix has functionally structured itself in this really sneaky way, uh, similar to Uber, actually, in the U.K., where the subscriptions, Netflix subscriptions to U.K. subscribers are not sold through their companies that are U.K.-based. So the example was that they have a U.K. company, which is Netflix Services U.K., which provides service to Netflix International, which is based in the Netherlands, and that Netherlands-based company sells directly to UK customers. And it's this whole sneaky thing that they're doing as their uh, revenue, and in fact, their profits, uh, which they are uh, making profits, I believe, at least this last couple of years, as their profits grow, they're still not paying um, taxes, income taxes, in those countries. That being said, I think there's another aspect of this where much like film companies operating in New York City, they are offered tax breaks. But I personally really have a problem with even if they're creating jobs in those uh, in countries like the UK, because, you know, they're producing more films and more TV shows there, they're still being it doesn't make up for the fact that they're being very sneaky by basing operations in the Netherlands and in brazil and in i think colombia uruguay actually it was uruguay was another example they're they're basing they're they're selling subscriptions from these countries rather than in the the country where the subscriptions are being bought um and it's just it's really sneaky and why uh, it makes me mad it makes me mad man
1: well, it should make you mad. Um, you know, one of the things I've learned running for office is, um, you know, like you said, Christian, this is everyone. And the truth is that as globalization has really come into uh, fruition, uh, especially of the last uh, 10, 15, 20 years, uh, these kinds of schemes to dodge taxes are, it's exactly as you say, it's commonplace. And it's it's really, really hard to smack them down because you're, it's like each company, each country, rather, is being held hostage. Like, Because they say this here, they're like, well, if you raise your taxes or close this, they're just going to move all this business away. Mm-hmm. And it really feels like this is the kind of uh, problem that you need, uh, really, an international coalition to stand up to <laughs> and set standards and new accounting <laughs> standards. Um, yeah, I know that's a tall order. In fact, I, they, I they kind know. of
0: did that exact thing when they moved – no, you're you're right
1: to be you're right to be skeptical, Christina. But I just put this in really human terms. Like, if you're, I I want to put a a very direct face on this. So there's a town in my district. It's called Whitman, and if you go out there, they are honestly looking at closing down the schools to four days a week because there's no tax basis in the town. Same thing with the police and firefighters. Imagine your police only being on duty. Four days a week except for extreme emergencies. Libraries closed most of the time with only a few custodial staff. Um, for me, now that I'm a homeowner, I am stunned with how much my property taxes are. And mm-hmm. the reason your property taxes are so high is because the, the large businesses, even when they create jobs, it's, it's just the tax base is drying up and drying up and drying up. So I this is not the area of policy I know the most about but it seems to me we've got to hit this head on because it's not just America suffering it's it's countries all over the world.
2: Yeah, I mean I I don't disagree with you except to say that I mean there are a lot of countries that operate intentionally not unlike uh the situation you were talking about Simone where you get tax breaks regardless of of your other things by you know um you know uh Doing filming things like New York City is is, is uh, obviously uh, one place that offers those credits. But Atlanta, uh, where I'm from, state of Georgia, mm-hmm. actually, is actually even bigger with that. Um, yep. Right now, the reason that uh, all the movies basically ever are now made in, in Atlanta is because the the uh, Georgia uh, Film and, and Television um, uh, Commission um, offers tremendous tax breaks and that they are basically the best that you can get right now. So there was a period of time when everything was shot In Vancouver, because Vancouver offered better tax rates than uh, Los Angeles, and you could kind of make it it look like it was other places, other cities. New York, you know, kind of um, has been in on it um, to various degrees over the years. Um, And then Atlanta, about a decade ago, or Georgia, I rather uh, got really, really into um, tax breaks. And at this point, you know they offer massive incentives for um, uh, production companies to shoot movies there, and so you see Marvel and 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 all, all the other Disney things, and like your really big blockbusters are shot on sound stages that Tyler Perry, who's awesome, owns um, because he was smart enough to build out those areas mm-hmm. when nothing else was happening. Um, so you know you have these these cities, or these uh, sometimes it's cities, sometimes it's states, sometimes it's it's whole countries who make these decisions to have these you know tax breaks. Um, and they don't always necessarily, I, I don't, uh, I, I agree that, that they're not always a good idea and that they're not always going to be living up to the common good. But I guess where I am conflicted is that if the people in that area are voting for these things, whether it's good or bad, I'm not super comfortable with, you know, um, uh, either a, a coalition on an international level or even on like a federal level, if we're talking about the United States coming in and being like. You can't do this. Um, if it if it's bad for if, if you know people are, are going against their own self interest and are are creating these tax havens in these countries, which also happens. So you know you have certain countries that have very specific tax rules that are done in such a way just so they're tax havens, so that money is 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 you know stored there and they might get a little bit of it. Like I don't agree with that in like the the broad strokes, but I also don't know how I feel about. You know, other people who aren't related to that um, uh, country or municipality or state or, you know, more local government coming in and being like, no, you're not allowed to do this, especially if this was in -hmm. some way like democratically. Uh, you know, elected.
1: Okay. So, what about what about this? What if we just updated the accounting standards? Uh, people don't appreciate just how much the rules of accounting that are adopted here in the United States, which get spread to other countries around the world, things about how you depreciate large debt. I mean, my God, do VCs take advantage of that? What if we looked at our standard accounting practices? And said, okay, look, uh, because this Netflix scheme, correct me if I'm wrong, Simone, it's basically, you have money going into the shell company and then it's funneled into different entities. What if you had stricter accounting rules in how subsidiaries transfer money? Or, like, what kind of allowances are allowed for tax-free transfer of of things between them? At what point is it, like, what if you had legal definitions changing about when something is considered a company and when it's not? I mean, the the ultimate goal is we've got to get to the repatriation.
0: That's what they're trying to do in the UK with Uber right now, or at least back in November when that was happening in Parliament, was they were saying, okay, you are... You're providing this app that is based, I believe it was also out of the Netherlands. I'd have to pull up that New York Times article again. And freelancers in the UK are using that app to book rides. Therefore, I guess you're, quote unquote, not a business here. And parliament was like, right, <laughs> <laughs> sure, Jan. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that. But, um, no, no, you're not. Yes. No, no, I,
2: you're not <laughs> wrong. I mean, I will say though, you know, Apple very famously was fined um, by the EU fourteen and a half billion dollars uh, plus interest for back taxes um, uh, that it that it owed to Ireland, Ooh-wee. and um, and and they they ultimately you know agreed to pay that after you know a couple of years of of appeals and and shaming um, because basically what had happened in that case was that you know, the Irish government um, basically was offering like annual tax rates that were as low as like 0.005 percent. And they did that for over a decade. And And so basically Ireland was, was like a tax haven. Um, and then at that point, what happened is, is that they uh, basically, um, you know, created um, EU operations inside those countries where they would operate things that went further, like things that were they were saying, OK, operations are taking place in the EU, but then they weren't actually it was it went beyond just things happening in the EU so mm-hmm. they could take advantage of the lower tax rates. And so, you know, and Apple did ultimately I, I don't know if they have um, uh, paid it. Uh, I, last time I looked, I know that they agreed to, but I don't know if they actually did or not. And obviously, you know, wealthiest uh, company on the planet, uh, that's not going to touch them. But that's that just, I think, puts in perspective of how you know big it can get. Um, I, I agree with, with the, these things. I guess the cynic in me is just like, I don't know how we can mm-hmm. really feel like we can enforce this um, in any like inclusive way. Although I'm all about the shaming, you know, when it happens.
0: We, I also want to be clear that I, I do think tax breaks for filming are cool. I think they're good. I think that does create business in the city. Um for not just for people working in film, but like people uh providing, say or selling furniture or flowers or et cetera, et cetera uh however i do have a problem when when a company like netflix is like okay i'm gonna have my cake but then i'm also not gonna pay the rest of my taxes at all although yeah
2: i mean i I agree with you although if if i'm being totally honest i have a bigger problem i think and this is probably what we might be getting to but i almost have a bigger problem with the laws that are allowing that to exist than i do companies taking advantage of it
1: Mm -hmm. i i guess it's like um If we don't, like, this problem has gotten so much worse in the last uh, 15, 20 years. Think about what it's going to be like 100 years from now. Charlie We're not going to be here 100
0: years from now. Yeah, we're not going to be dead. 20
1: years from now while we still have a civilization uh, before global warming. Um, So Charlie Strauss wrote a novel about a future where taxes are avoided because AIs create new business entities Instantly and they're transferring the money instantly and just doing the shell game constantly to the point where Oof. no one can tax anything. I mean, I, we we're, we've got to draw a line at some point because I, the numbers speak for themselves. While global inequality is skyrocketing and right now we're having a democratic primary where we're talking about some really big plans to you know fundamentally tilt things Back towards the middle class and working class people, a discussion we've got to have. But that discussion is based on money primarily coming from the ultra-rich in this country. Mm. If we don't get down and figure out a way to, to basically enforce taxes and get rid of some of these loopholes... None of it is going to happen. So, I, to me, and I, you may have a different opinion, Christina, but I think this is fundamentally a question if we're going to have an America that continues to function.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree, except, again, this goes beyond just America and these are other countries making their decisions to do stuff, and I don't personally love, like— you know, us coming to being like, "Oh, you have to, you know, follow our weird things," even if I think that they're for the best, right? Like, I just, I feel like that can kind of get into a a, a weird place. One one update: uh, uh, Apple is actually, as, as well as Island. This is weird. They are the I, I just. Google this to see what the status is. They are still appealing the EU's uh, decision to pay back 14 billion in back taxes, and then the Irish actually say that they don't want it because <laughs> they would rather have the, I guess the, the the strong relationship with Apple over the 14 billion dollar windfall. So, uh, which complicates things even more. So, and, yeah, and so. I don't know how. I don't know how familiar you know how similar that is with any of like the the UK schemes that the Netflix is doing, um, but and, and Amazon has done this stuff too, and and uh, I'm sure I, I I don't know this definitively, but I would be very surprised if Microsoft uh, had had not you know partaken in in these types of um, you know uh, loopholes. Yeah, everybody's um, doing it, uh, which doesn't make it okay, but it's just. You know, it, it is it is uh, mm-hmm. kind of a reality. But I do think it's really interesting to kind of point out when we talk about Netflix and we talk about like how much money they're making, um, and and how uh, like, you know, I guess like massive uh, a player it is kind of in the ecosystem. It does seem sort of silly when they're not paying taxes, mm-hmm.
0: um, on you know in 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 a lot of uh, places where they operate. This episode of Rocket is brought to you by Booze Allen. Modernizing for the future is a challenge, especially for large organizations. You may need to integrate legacy systems with new technology. You may need to incorporate AI and analytics to work more efficiently and make fast decisions. And everyone needs new ways of thinking to move to what's next, whether for government or commercial goals. Booz Allen understands, and they're helping some of the world's largest organizations modernize. They understand the missions of government and industry and the need to adapt to constant change. They provide open source solutions so clients can integrate innovation from anywhere, whether from visionary startups or major contractors. Plus, they're helping clients power new technologies with analytics. And because security is everyone's priority, they integrate their capabilities with intelligence-grade cybersecurity. With Booz Allen, integration means putting you in control of innovation. Integrate, innovate, get it done with Booz Allen. Learn more at boozallen.com slash relay. That is boozallen.com slash relay. We'd like to thank Booz Allen for their support of this show and Relay FM. Brianna, tell us about your exciting CES update. I'm yes. so
1: excited about this story because I saw the story Yay. and I was like, "This is a rocket story. This is the ultimate rocket story." So we failed as journalists <gasps> last week. No, we oh, failed no. to not cover the hottest story at CES, which was the CES potato. No.
2: Did no. you all read about what? this story or no. am I
1: surprising you with it right You know you're now? surprising you us are,
2: with this. There was a CES potato, excuse there me? There
1: was a CES potato. It was a potato that you could take and it was plugged in. It had an antenna plugged into it. Oh my and God, then, I'm looking at this now. And then you could ask the... Oh, don't look it up. Let me finish first. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so then you could ask the potato questions <gasps> and then it would upload the antenna to the cloud Using the antenna and that would bring it back to you like using, uh, you know, like NLP uh, and would answer your questions for you using the CES potato. It was the hottest gadget at CES. And it turns out that the whole thing was a complete fraud. Someone snuck (sighs) a fake gadget into
2: CES. This is is the the best scam town ever. Oh, my God. This is the best scam town. Inject this in my veins. I want this. This is so good.
1: So, this guy snuck this fake product in it because he has a company that does legit stuff that CES would be interested in. But he wanted to do a commentary on just how overwhelmingly stupid CES is and these internet devices are. So, he said to himself, How can I, what is the stupidest thing that you could possibly uh, like make internet connected? <laughs> So he wanted to make it a potato. So he bought the CES booth, which was hugely expensive, even though it was in BFE for like, it's CES. And it's at the worst part of it and no one covered it. it. But he did it. He got a fake potato, fake gadget.
0: Wait, a fake fake potato?
1: All of it. Yes. I'm sorry. The potato
0: wasn't real?
1: The potato was real. In fact, when he was uh, breaking down all the costs, the cost of buying a whole bunch of potato potatoes for prototyping was was one of the costs that he did but this is such a great um this is such a great commentary on internet connected gadgets i mean oh my God. you know i just recently bought um a, an appliance from my home it is really hard to not like a non trivial number of like refrigerators and stoves are connected to the internet it's like i don't need this right it, it's just it's like it's like end game capitalism, you know?
2: Oh my God. This, this is, is so good.
0: Brilliant. <laughs> it, I, of course, it, now that I'm allowed to look at it, it bears mentioning that the creator of the smart potato is French. We <sighs> yep. are a visionary uh, people. Uh huh. Uh huh. No, this is genius. It, what it looks like,
2: it, just to describe to, to, to listeners, because you have to click on the link that we'll have in the show notes. Um, it, you have to see this this photo because it's just brilliant. It looks like he bought uh, like an old Linksys router from like yep. 2003 <laughs> and took off one of those antennas and then just like plugged it into the bottom of Potato. <laughs> and what I love about this is that you know that there was somebody who was approving this stuff who was like, Well, yeah, you know, I know that, you know, that, that, you know, in in second grade, when you plug in wires into a potato and you can, you know, use it to, you know, power on a lamp using, you know, the, the, the chemical reaction or whatever to create electricity. Okay, cool. So I guess that's how this works. Like, that's, I think, how somebody who was You can definitely logic
0: your way into it.
2: Right. But somebody who was just like not caring at all, not wanting to do
0: anything, like ask serious questions was like, yeah, cool. Also, the name of this... Is Nora Spud? I wanted to, yes, this is very important. We've been calling Nora it the Spud. smart potato, but I think that's merely a colloquial name for it. It is the nearest Spud. The,
1: the smart potato is has the class of device. On
0: Indiegogo. You're right. Or yes. You're right. This <laughs> is <laughs> the first model of smart potato called the nearest Spud, Or is it the other way around?
2: You know, I, I think they're both great. What I love is that, uh, is that he created the Indiegogo account that, as of this writing, has forty two hundred forty four dollars of its thirty thousand dollar flexible goal um, uh, bid. Man, also- I've got to do some more dumb. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. Also, <laughs> also, uh, he he's selling. Basically, at this point, he's just selling t-shirts. Uh, Make potatoes great again. Uh, uh, I, I wish that phrase wasn't used. But wait, but, uh, how do they spell great? Pardon me. How do they spell great? Oh, uh, the 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 normal way.
0: Well, that's a missed opportunity. I will chalk that up to English being his second language. I. That's true. Be, be, the, the French. I was going to say because
2: if it was gratin, if if it was you know G R A T E. Yeah, oh, with the, you. no,
0: you're right. The pun is right there. Make potatoes gratin, gratin again. Oh yep. my god. Oh my. You know, I. You guys, I'm against this now. <laughs> I think there have been simply too many missed opportunities and I don't understand why we're affording this man more chances to make Neurospud happen when already there have been so many failures in the in the consideration for the brand why are we letting this go just go by us
1: I think that's fair. I also think, like, if all of us put our minds together, I think we could come up with the best scam for something like this. And I don't know what it is, but we could totally do this.
0: The theme for Rocket 2019 to 2020 has seriously just been the gang gets closer and closer to pulling off a scam <laughs> yes oh my god we really
2: are we really are becoming uh, an episode of it's always sunny in philadelphia like the gang, the the, the the gang scams uh ces would be a great podcast title like episode title actually mm. that might be a good episode title speak.
0: <laughs> damn it christina uh I'll, i'm writing that down right now um <gasps> All right. Any any additional? I'm I'm looking for additional information about the nearest bud, um, just <laughs> to make sure that we have covered everything. Unlike the creators, have covered everything because not enough thought was put into this. As we said, it's almost like he just bought a potato and stuck an antenna in it, as if from an old router, and exhibited it at CES.
1: I, that could not possibly be true.
0: Honestly, this guy's a hero and I'm like,
2: I, I'm so thrilled that, that he did this because mm-hmm. honestly, as both, like, this is a very French thing to do. Like it seems uh, to be like a very, like you know, the commentary and kind of like subversive and like you could, you could, you know, make your, oh, but it's, it's really, it's an art experiment, whatever. Um, but it's also just so perfectly like encapsulates like how bad both Indiegogo and CES are. Like it hits both things. I love it. It's beautiful.
0: All right, let's move into our dessert topic of the day, Christina. This one is all you. Yeah, Finally okay.
1: not some serious topics. We can Finally, get to we can some just, some dessert.
0: Yeah, Have exactly. Some fun here.
2: Yeah, so uh I uh I wanted to talk about the the the, the Megxit, which of course is the cool hoolism for uh, Harry and and Megan or the Sussexes are uh, are leaving the
0: the Full-time royal service. They are stepping down as senior royals. Yes, exactly. Presumably junior royals. Yeah, So, which means,
2: and and they're going to be splitting their time between the United Kingdom and uh, Canada, uh, presumably uh, probably Vancouver, who uh, Vancouver is very excited to have them. And um, I'm excited to be like a four and a half hour, um, you know, drive away from them, Um, Mm -hmm. presumably. I don't know. I don't actually care. Uh, But but Vancouver, Canada seems very excited about this. The UK seems very angry about this, at least the the people who live there and the commentators on TV.
0: Um, What were the updates? Because I I heard she is already in Canada and he needed to have some kind of audience with the Queen to discuss the terms of their stepping down, which is going to be a whole involved process. Um, And the outcome of that is essentially that they're going to stop accepting... Um, like that 5% of money from the um, UK government, which they use to, I don't know, do their charity stuff and living on and stuff. They're going to work towards becoming um Financially independent. And yes. also live on, I think, Charles's uh, income from his properties as well. But uh, what was the outcome of that last talk that they had with the Queen? So, so the last that I heard is basically the
2: Queen said that she is going to be supporting... Um, what uh, what they what they do, but she referred to them, this is the interesting thing, she referred to them as the Sussexes and as Harry and Meghan. She did not Ooh. refer to them as, uh, you know, their Royal Highness or, or, you know, HRH, you know, his mm-hmm. Royal Highness, her Royal Highness. So there's been some consternation about whether or not they will get to keep the HRH uh, de- uh, designation, which usually wouldn't matter, but if you're wanting to be kind of like financially, like, independent and you want to get those big book deals and you want to get, like, the big money for the speaking arrangements... Like everybody knows that Harry and Meghan are royals, but it does help if you have like you know like HRH uh, attached to it. I'm I'm assuming I don't know. Uh, I, that might just be more of a slight than anything else. But I think that the the latest update is that is that the Queen was like, yeah, we're going to work this out. Uh, uh, Harry had to fly back over there to deal with them in person. I think uh, Meghan just hopped on like Skype or Zoom or something and was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just going to handle this. You know. Uh, from another country.
0: I don't yeah. want to be in the same room with you people, which, fair. Now, you said you had a social media angle on this. Do you yes, still? I do. I do. So the reason
2: that that this is a text story is because... Oh, I this can't was, wait
1: to hear this. Well,
2: Okay. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Uh, it was broken on Instagram, they literally the queen like was bypassed. Like she didn't even know this was happening until they like posted uh-huh. photos on Instagram and they were like, "Oh. Yeah, so we're going to be stepping away." And wow. then the queen and then the queen's like, "Yo, yo, yo, slow your roll." And then she like issues, you know, a press statement like "We're in the early stages of talking about these things and 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 you know basically being like it's complicated and this is going to take plenty of time." And then that that quickly shifted after like everything blew up to being like okay we're gonna have to have a conversation like early next week and try to get something situated and and now they're they're hammering out the details but this literally broke
0: on like Instagram Christina I think, I think you're legit
2: mm-hmm. yeah and I think I have that this agree. goes
0: back deeper even than we're mentioning here because if I recall when William when there first started to be like rumored trouble between William and Harry um, uh-huh. after Meghan and Harry got married. The two couples, William and Kate and Meghan and Harry, had shared an Instagram account and lived together in the same palace. Yep. But then Meghan and Harry moved to, I I believe, to Buckingham Palace and got a separate... No, they moved to a house somewhere else. But they got a Frog separate bar. Instagram yes. account um, and a separate staff as well. So the social media breadcrumb trail of this whole affair... Has gone back as far as a year or so ago. Yeah, completely,
2: completely. And then, what what also makes this a tech story is that in addition to this, like when they um like launched uh this kind of you know new thing and said this is what we're going to do, they they not only had the Instagram account, but they like any well healed like tech PR campaign, they have a beautiful website at sussexroyal.com which clearly had been like oh my maybe in the works for some time so like sussexroyal.com which was already kind of done has all kinds of things about how they would work with things like how will they handle media relations in the future and what is the royal rota system and and you know having all sorts of FAQs and really you know beautifully designed about talking about like what their charity is going to look like and stuff like that and and how they'll they'll still be you know strengthening the commonwealth like it's it's ridiculous so clearly this has been something that at least the, the very expensive, um, uh, you know, like a web firm that they use because, you know, they could have just used Squarespace
0: um, <laughs> and and that would have been great. And, and should have, frankly.
2: Well, frankly, they because should have. Squarespace because
0: Squarespace is the website with thousands of beautiful templates that lets you get your message out <laughs> to the world, no matter what it is. Say you want to do a blog, you want a portfolio, you want to leave the royal family. <laughs> You can yes. do
2: it on Squarespace. You can do it on Squarespace. You can leave the royal family on Squarespace. Exactly. They could have done that. And, it, and, and then when doing that, they would have been able to just have like square, like get that Squarespace money and be like, hey, we're, we're, we're the, the, the royal Sussex sponsored by Squarespace. Oh, my God. Um, it, it would have been built in things for their inevitable podcast,
0: which you know is coming. <gasps> I have you yet know. another tech angle on this. That website didn't leak before it was published. They must have pretty strong encryption <laughs> exactly, exactly. so uh this
2: this is clearly a tech story in all the ways that they were you know using subterfuge and technology to announce um their walking away and um their 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 sia to uh, to the to the queen and to uh, to the you know u k media um as well as their their uh, yeah, exactly um. Also, I'm fully expecting a podcast of some sort or a Netflix series or something to come of this too. Oof. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of digital content. Uh, Meghan Markle fans, such as myself, will remember that before uh, she uh, got married and and like left civilian life, um, she had a, a lifestyle blog called uh, The Tig. And uh, so you know she she does have a history with uh, a blog, with digital you say. things, a blog. Yeah, platform was it published on? I, I don't believe it was Squarespace unfortunately. Shut up. All I'm right, going to so find I, out right now. I have a
1: I have a bit more of a serious note to take on sure. this. Cuz I thought this was a serious topic tonight. Yeah. So so BuzzFeed had a really really uh, heartbreaking and true story, uh, comparing some of the stories of uh the same situation and how uh Kate uh Middleton was treated versus Meghan uh Markle. Mm-hmm. So I just want to read a couple of these. Um so you met picture of uh of Kate Middleton like caressing her, her baby bump like she's pregnant, right? Here's it from the Daily Mail, both of these. Kate. Not long to go, pregnant Kate tenderly cradles her baby bump while wrapping up her royal duties ahead of maternity leave, and Williams confirms she's due any minute now. Okay, take the same situation, Mm -hmm. now we're talking about Meghan Markle. Why can't Meghan Markle keep her hands off her bump? Experts tackle the question that's got the nation (sighs) talking. Is Uh. it pride, vanity, acting, or a New Age bonding technique?
0: (sighs) Yeah, her treatment by one. the U.K. press has been Oh, it's disgusting. been horrible. I think it's been. I oh, I agree.
1: many people have said it's been racist. Oh, and, oh it's, uh, been, so it's here, been blatantly Here's racist. another one. Here's another one. Kate's morning sickness cure? Prince William gifted with an avocado for pregnant duchess. Oh, isn't that sweet? How did they cover, cover I Meghan love this. Markle? This is Meghan terrible. Meghan Markle's beloved avocado linked to human rights abuse and drought millennial shame. So, you know, if you're talking to people of color in the U.K., they've, they this is not a surprise to them. Um, and, you know, obviously I'm white. I can't speak to that. But just from the outside, it it certainly seems that race has played a really big role in oh, how yeah. the press has treated well, her. Well,
2: it, it's race and it's class.
1: Yeah. And I just cannot blame anyone oh. for wanting to walk away. No, oh, really?
2: no. I want to be totally clear. Like, I'm, I'm— pro Megan like uh, Megan is 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 my princess and 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 if she wants to be with Harry that's fine I just hope that now that he's financially independent he'll actually get hair plugs because (laughs) she deserves better frankly right um he either needs to shave it or you know like get get that filled in like talk to talk to Jude Law's person talk to Alon's person I'm just saying like she deserves better but no you're you're not wrong at all I mean but I, I, I um if I've, I once, like, last year, and then I, I checked up on them again, and it was even more horrible, but I fell down the rabbit hole of um, the anti-Meghan Markle um, uh, royal uh, Tumblr um, bloggers in the UK. Ugh. And uh, you guys, like, in ter- wow, like, these are some nasty, nasty, nasty women who all come up with these convoluted reasons why Harry is has been manipulated and is being lied to. And um, yeah, there was even theories that she wasn't actually pregnant and the baby might not actually, you know, exist. <sighs> like, like really ridiculous stuff. And then and, and these are all from, like, women who are, like, way too old, you know, to know better, who are spending all day on Tumblr about this. And then, of course, I'm too old to care about this and I'm spending all day on Tumblr, like, reading the same <laughs> theories. But... Uh, you know, gotta do it for the content. Um, and, and there was so much of that was like, there was like a race, uh, uh, tinged thing to it as well as a class thing. Like them thinking like, oh, she's not, you know, good enough. Um, d- not just because, you know, she, uh, she's, um, you know, uh, black, but because, you know, she's from America and doesn't come from, you know, didn't go to the, uh, you know, didn't go to Cambridge or, you know, whatever, even though, you know, Kate Middleton was a commenter too, but, um, I will say the the UK press was pretty terrible to Kate Middleton for a long time. But when you see, especially after they got married, when you see like the the way the BuzzFeed does the, because I'm looking at that article now, like the, the you know, the comparison things, mm-hmm. it's really, really jarring um, and uh, really pretty terrible. Um, I, it was also interesting. I was watching some clip on YouTube of some um, a British, you know, royal expert, you know, complaining about... Um, them leaving, and she was complaining about how much tax money, you know, was was spent on Frogmore, um, you know, to uh, uh, you know give them their home or whatever, um, Frogmore Cottage or whatever. And it was oh, you know, two point something million pounds of, of taxpayer money was spent, you know, on on refurbishing this house, which sounds like great, you know, is a good talking point. I'm like, okay, there are like 60 million, um, you know, citizens in the United Kingdom, so you're talking about like point three cents a person, like chill like you know what i mean yeah like
0: like like honestly well well no <laughs> honestly no should live on their own money but singling them out for that rather than the entire structure Actually, i disagree with that i
2: i disagree with that at this point they get the, the the united kingdom gets as much from the monarchy as the as they give to it they get more like the the tourism that they get from the royals is tremendous, like it's massive, and I don't. I'm not in favor of of having like you know royal like stuff. Like I think it's gross. But if you're going to do it, and if it at this point is basically like you know this this weird, it's look it's their culture or whatever. Uh, but it does genuinely bring like a ridiculous amount of tourism, um, to that country. And it, to me, it's no different than getting a tax break, you know, to 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 Netflix or or to to, to Disney or to somebody else because you want their revenue you know to to come film in in georgia like that that's part of it Mm. Uh, also like when you look at all if you if you look at all the other things that the taxpayers monies like go towards to basically like use the uh, appeal to authority be like oh but this much money for this it's like okay shut up like (laughs) this this is this has been done for plenty of other people also prince andrew is still part of the family and still got to go to church with his mom like shut up like you literally have that guy's gotta like, people, go <laughs> like like you literally have people who like pal around with pedophiles genuinely and oh then like God, make excuses so for much. them wait make excuses for them and you still have him like invited to the family you know parties so honestly everybody can like screw off in terms of the money at least from my perspective
1: i, and, I have to agree <laughs> I really
0: do uh all right i think that takes us to the end of the show hey brianna what are you doing this week
1: oh uh, gosh what am i doing this week uh so we're obviously fundraising uh i got my vacation planned which i'm super happy about um uh working on endorsements i i I feel like this part of the show was so much more exciting before i ran for
0: office so yeah it's it's typical stuff oh my gosh just the, the, the usual yeah well christina what about you so, um, I'm, uh, you know, uh,
2: playing in the snow. Well, not really. Uh, there's not enough of it to play in, but I'm dealing with, um, with the snow in Seattle. And I've been reading up on, um, uh, see if we can put a link to it in, um, in the show notes, just if anybody wants to go on a deep dive on a really interesting story, which is the spectacular implosion of the Romance Writers of America. Oh, <gasps> yes. uh, Oh, it's it, so it, much... It, It's so much, and and Kelly Faircloth at Jezebel just did an incredible job doing, like, I don't know, she probably wrote, like, 6,000 words on this whole thing. And I followed it uh, because I somehow got sucked into this over Christmas, and she, like, literally, like, brings it all out. It's fantastic. Uh, So it's really interesting, even if you're like, I don't care anything about romance novel lists and and whatnot. this is drama. Yeah, yeah. this is
0: really good drama. Yeah, everyone should. I mean... If you're interested in reading about a trade organization just utterly and incompetently betraying its members and, like, pulling little scams to get presidents elected, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, my uh, God, yeah. No, it's, it's just really inept and disastrous, and the romance community, I I think at large, there's a lot of noise just about starting a totally new trade organization for romance writers. Um, I hope so. A lot so. of people feel that- the RWA is totally unsalvageable.
2: Yeah, no, I would agree with that. Like I think that's actually really uh at this point, I, I don't know how it can go on any further. Um and and uh there's been a lot of good writing about this. Um, um uh uh Asia Romano at Vox has written some good explainers. But Kelly uh uh Faircloth's uh uh story that, that came out today as we record this was really
0: Yeah, I'll put both those links in there.
2: So I am just catching up on Maya uh, on my romance writer drama and uh yeah, that's that's basically it.
1: Yeah, everybody sucks that's involved with that, like, the deeper you get with it. I mean, the people complaining about the situation don't suck, but everyone else absolutely sucks. Everyone
0: who is in the RWA and participated in, like, covering up and just making this mess in the first place. Courtney Milan, who initially, who, like, had the thread and was calling out racism in the community, does not suck.
2: No, 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 no. She's fine. She's fine. But everybody else and and the, what was it? What was, what's the guy's, what's the guy's name? It's not a real name. Damon
0: Swade.
2: Oh, yeah. Who, uh, I'm sorry, how has he sold millions of books? Because his writing is some of the worst writing I've ever read in my entire life.
0: The funny thing is, I took a writing workshop at a conference that he ran, and the workshop was actually really good. But you are right that uh, his own books are less good than one would like
2: no i'm just gonna be <laughs> honest like i've read like fanfic written by like like 17 year old girls that's significantly better of course
0: because fanfic is good
2: well yeah but i'm just saying like i've read like bad fanfic that's still like significantly better than like his stuff because I, I when i was going in a deep dive on this i was like all right i'm gonna like read one of his books and yeah then check I got, this like, out way through, I, and then i started reading and i was like Oh this is genuinely some of the worst stuff I've ever read. How
0: did anybody <laughs> ever get through this because it's just bad. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Damon Swade uh for those of you who maybe have not caught up on this yet is the uh president elect of the RWA who has now stepped down but he's the person who was elected under shady circumstances uh having failed Perhaps several of the requirements for being president of the RWA and fabricated, it looks like, a book to Uh be considered eligible, a book that doesn't exist, which was completely fabricated. Oh, God, what was it called, Christina? I don't remember the title. Stud Planet? Stud Stud Planet, I think it was Stud Planet. (laughs) Oh, my God. Stud Planet, Fabricated a book called Stud Planet to be elected president of a trade organization. Um, And also, I think it bears mentioning is one of the top-selling authors at a press called Dream Spinner that is a queer romance publisher who has, over the past year, failed to pay basically all of their authors. and Except for him. Except for him. Um, the RWA, wh- whose entire job is to help authors, romance authors, um, succeed and survive, has not done anything to hold this press accountable um, and it, like as well within their their rights to get involved and maybe bring in mediators to talk between the authors and the press. They haven't done any of that. Is it because a person who stands to gain by being involved with Dream Spinner is also involved in RWA leadership? Hmm. <gasps> I don't know. No, don't no know. that could we'll be We'll see. A- um. Anyway, justice for Dream Spinner authors. You,
1: you know what I'm thinking here? What? Uh, you got fake books. Yeah. You got you got fake credentials, you've got taking a, a position, you got money involved. I'm thinking future episodes of Scamtown.
2: Scamtown. Uh, oh, oh you yeah, you're not even wrong. future episode of Scamtown also this would be like a really good thing to go deep on. Um, what is it? Uh, I guess the, the book stuffing thing, Simone, with the with the oh, like, how God, yes. Right? Ebooks. books The ebook stuffing stuffing thing with the Kindle Unlimited stuff. Like there's there's lots of really good stuff here mm-hmm. for Scamtown. Yeah.
0: Oh, all right. Well, what am I doing this week? Um, I'm working on a video uh, that I've been working really hard on. And hopefully, it'll come out this weekend. It's about uh, gathering and looting sounds in video games. And I got to actually do Foley work for it. And it turned out si- oh very God. silly because um, I just did it in my office. But um, it was really fun to do, which is, I think, the bigger point. So hopefully, that'll come out this weekend. Um, and hey. You can find me on Twitter at Doom Quasar. (laughs) Brianna, where can we find you?
1: You can find me on uh, Twitter at Brianna Wu and on uh, Facebook at Developer Brianna Wu. And you can uh, contribute to my congressional campaign at uh, supportbrianna.com.
0: What about you, Christina?
2: You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at film underscore girl. And you can find my videos for work at youtube.com slash Microsoft Developer.
0: All right. If you would like to leave a review for Rocket or a little star rating on Apple Podcasts, we would super-duper appreciate that. It's an awesome thing to do. It helps us get visibility and find more listeners for our show and succeed. So thank you so much to everyone who has done that. We'll be back with you next week, this episode of Rocket. Hopefully, there'll be friggin' news. Somebody please make something happen. Like, (laughs) listen, I don't condone crime, but if any of y'all are black hat hackers... You've got to this now's your moment.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Make
0: it happen. <laughs> Somebody launch a new product. Anyone out there inventing a phone. I don't know. Thank you everyone. We love you all. This episode of you do Rocket you have to do. is terminated.
2: <laughs> terminated. Terminated.
0: <laughs> <laughs>